Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Profiler Faithful, it's Matty Keywoom. Welcome to episode 22 of The Game Plan. I have such an awesome show lined up for each and every one of you today. We missed last week. I was a little under the weather along with my entire house. It wiped us out the whole week, essentially. But we're back and we're back for some business today. And like I mentioned, very special episode today. Today's epi is personal for me. It's a way I've kind of adapted in Dynasty and kind of gotten better at Dynasty. So I have some tips to share. So, and and basically it's how I've become successful in Dynasty Leagues despite having zero ability to evaluate incoming rookies. I've never played football, never seen what it's like to make a tackle or make a play under a helmet. I know that sounds crazy. How can you love fantasy football so much when you've never played the game? Well, luckily fantasy football is a proxy of another game. So I've adapted and become oh pretty okay with playing the game. So. This episode is for all of those people who are like me, never played football, maybe doesn't understand the X's and O's, the technicalities, the technique that a player must have, you know, sunken hips and quick feet. Those things get lost on me. I don't really know exactly what people are talking about. So if you're like me and that's kind of tough for you, you're definitely going to want to stick it out and watch this episode because we are going to go and talk exactly how to do that. So ladies, gentlemen, children of all ages, this episode is about to get started. So grab your pen and pad and let's start game planning to win in our Dynasty Leagues. All right, all right, all right. So today's episode focuses on what I like to call hiring scouts as a fantasy manager. So a little about me and how I like to play. If you're new to the show, I like to pretend that I am a team builder, like I am a a GM. I am a the head of football operations. I like to pretend that that's me. Okay, it's fun. So this game is supposed to be fun. And I need to win in those games to make it super fun. So what I like to do to get a little understanding of the incoming rookies, because 
watching the film, I can tell who's good and who's not because they score the points, they make the catches, they make the plays. But I don't know if that's going to translate to the NFL. Sometimes guys can ball out in college and not really get that going in the NFL. So I like to rely on people in the space, whether it be you know NFL draft space or fantasy space. I like to kind of rely on those guys to you know give me some insight, kind of make it easier for me come rookie draft season, come the regular season when I'm trying to win. So that's what I like to do. So we're going to talk today about hiring a scout. We're going to hire some scouts, everybody. And this exercise just really helps prepare for the offseason, but you can use it during the regular season as well. It's not something you have to just throw away. But I like it for, for the offseason and evaluating rookies. Um, and, you know, this isn't anything groundbreaking. I'm not necessarily uh, lending you some secret that you have no idea about. I'm sure most of the fantasy gamers out there that don't have a ton of football experience do something like this. But I'm here to game plan through my process, and hopefully my process can help you develop your own process if you don't, or maybe refine yours if you do. Or maybe you just want to hang out on Saturday afternoon. I am totally okay with that. So I got four tips that we're going to run through here today on how to hire the right scouts, how to utilize them to – uh, really better your understanding of the incoming rookie class and how you can take advantage of guys later in the draft that may your your league might be saying, hey, why would you want him? He only had, you know, 600 yards receiving in college. He, he didn't even, was even the main ball carrier for this squad. Why would you draft him in the third round? Well, these scouts can be the guys that illuminate these guys' talents, these players' talents, and, and direct you in a way that you can capitalize on players that aren't in the mainstream. So, Let's dive right on in here to tip number one, which is do your own preliminary scouting. And now this doesn't have to be overly detailed. I'm not talking about technique. I'm not talking about football verbiage, nothing like that. This is just getting an understanding of the players that are going to be out there in this rookie class. So, you know, just getting an understanding of who's regarded as elite, who's mid, who's not great. Uh, and you can kind of just find that by going either through stats from college this past year or just watching college season unravel and just kind of unfold throughout the year and check it out from time to time during the regular season of college sports because you can kind of tell who's great, who's not. Who's mid and, and and all that stuff in between. So get yourself a, at least a base understanding so that you can have something to kind of ping pong off of because you don't want to become too too reliant on other people's evaluations. You want to have your own kind of base at least so that when they uh, kind of give out their insight and, and really develop what you're believing in this player in terms of their technique, their talent, and so on and so forth, you kind of have your own legs to stand on. Another thing I like to do while I'm doing my preliminary preliminary scouting is track a player's hype. Hype has nothing to do with the on-field techniques, how they, you know, run routes, where they excel when they catch when they catch the ball or carry the ball or throw the ball, nothing like that. Hype is just what you hear. It is seeing an accumulation of tweets or 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 articles or, you know, the hype on ESPN. So, has this player been hyped all year? Did the hype come late after he had a great season? Or is he someone like, you know, B. John Robinson, who has had hype for years? Because hype is something that everyone can find without really looking for it. So that is kind of what I like to do when I'm looking for hype. Uh, it just kind of, again, gives you an understanding of these players. If they have hype, it's probably for good reason. Now, it doesn't mean that hype me is going to completely translate to a stud in fantasy, but at least it gives you names to start looking at, to start thinking about, to keep on your roster, to keep, you know, while you're looking for your scout to, to really break it down for you. And I like to write down my thoughts here, and here's why. It's kind of the early stages of draft season, right? 
Uh, we haven't got to the combine yet. The senior bowl was just last weekend. And I always like to use these notes, these early stage notes as my North star and, and just kind of a rule of thumb. I've talked about it here on the game plan before, but I need to bring it up now because I think it's super, super important when you're hiring your scouts. Uh, the, the further back you can kind of put some details on a player, use that as your North star, because what happens is the draft machine does start churning fast. It becomes quicker Thoughts keep changing. Sleepers become breakouts and, and nobody's become sleepers. All these things tend to change because when you're diving into players, obviously you're looking, the, the people who are doing content are, are trying to drum up things to talk about, things to illuminate and so on and so forth. And it's, it's human nature to fall in love with a, with, a, with a prospect. You watch a film and you like it. He's been good. Maybe you've seen a couple of interviews. You kind of dig what he's about. You think he's a dog. All that stuff can kind of elevate someone's player. So if you have an understanding of what their, you know, their status was a few months ago, great. That's awesome. You want to use that as your North Star. And if you don't, that's okay. Just start making a little bit of, you know, be cognizant of what they where they are now early in the stage so that you can tell, all right, is this hype getting too crazy? Because, you know, he was a sleeper uh, just a month ago. And all of a sudden now he's got a guy you got to take at the 107. Is this accurate? Do I believe this? If you write down notes now in your preliminary stages, you always have not only some legs to stand on, but a North Star to kind of guide you throughout the draft season. So those are kind of the the, the, the meat here to tip number one. So do your preliminary scouting. Uh, tip number two is you want to research analysts in the fantasy or NFL draft space that have a process. So what do I mean by having a process? It's something that they, when you find these guys on Twitter or online, you read their columns, you watch their videos, whatever, however you like to, to consume their content, uh, make sure that they're not just talking about a player or just talking to make content. If they have a process where, you know, stage one is the senior bowl and I evaluate the senior bowl and then stage two is the combine and I evaluate and then I make adjustments. You want people who are making adjustments, being true to their form. And not only that, the fact that they know football, but they know they, they know how to uh, kind of change if needed, stay pat when needed, stay grounded on a player if things get too, too bad, if they're a lot slower than expected, they're not as heavy as they thought, maybe they came in a little light, a little shorter, hand size, what have you. There's a lot that goes into the draft process leading up to when we draft our rookies. So these are the guys you want. You want the guys with the process. For example, and what I'm going to talk about him later is Cody Carpenter here at Player Profile. He's got the dog rating. He's got rookie bios. He's got rookie... Uh, um, evaluations throughout and if a guy falls off he's going to be honest about it and you want those guys with the process you don't want to get guys that are just going to give you the lip service you want guys with a process and one thing i'd like to say here is don't worry about confirmation bias uh more often than not when we're looking for help here in fantasy we try to avoid confirmation bias where if you have an opinion of a player and you just tend to gravitate towards the analysts that have the similar or exact same opinion in this case i don't think that's a problem because what i really think it helps you do is it might actually help you really kind of get an advantage at first because e evaluations are theoretically kind of easier to track if you agree Again, we're trying to just get a basis here. We're trying to find the guys with the process. And if that process early on is confirming your thoughts on a player, that's okay. 
you might find out that that wasn't the that wasn't the guy for you. He's, he's not the scout for you. We'll say, but if that's a, it's not a big deal to have a little bit of confirmation bias at the beginning because it's going to help you kind of just stay lockstep and also be able to follow it. If you believe something in a player and say Cody believes the same thing, you're like, oh, Cody's a man. Well, he is a man. And then throughout the process, he kind of tells you, you know what? Maybe that player isn't as good as I thought. Now you're like, oh, okay. I've believed them then. I got to believe them now. Because that's another thing. You can't pick and choose the information that you want to utilize. If you believe them now, you got to believe them later. That's kind of the the trust that you're going to have to have in hiring these scouts is trusting their process. So not only just finding guys with a process, but trusting their process, even if it does eventually go against your thoughts on a player. But at first, like I said, confirmation bias, confirmation bias can be taken advantage of when you're looking for a guy to rely on and, and kind of see if they have that process you're looking for. Another thing you're looking for when hiring this scout here, when you're looking for a process, is that, he, like I said, it evolves throughout the entirety of the draft season. Senior Bowl, Combine, Pro Days, all that stuff leads up to the NFL Draft. And those guys, you don't want to find your scouts who just blindly follow their quote-unquote favorites. Again, you want guys who can change when the information that is given is different than what we had thought. So you want guys whose processes not only are strong, not only that you trust them, but also that they are willing to change if information changes. So... Like I said, a bad performance at a senior bowl isn't just poo-pooed. You know, if a guy comes out and he's like, I love player X. Player X is way slower than thought. He was heavier than he thought. He didn't do anything at the combine that we had hoped. And they're like, oh, you know, it's just bad. He'll be great on the field. And that's not the type of process you want. You want someone who is at least honest in evaluating throughout each and every step. So the third tip, let's keep this thing moving, is once you hire your scouts, don't be afraid to use their evaluations as your own. And I do not mean this in content. Don't, don't go out there and just start stealing Cody's content, okay? That's a no-no, and that's going to get you beat up because Cody's pretty big, okay? Let's call it fact to fact. He's probably going to get beat up. But it don't take afraid that if you're just like, I don't know about player this player. And I'm going to talk about it a little bit more detail later in the show, so stick around here. Be okay with just saying, hey, I'm a little unsure of who to take here at the 210. My scout says take this player, just take him. It's okay. It's okay to really just take their evaluations as your own if you trust their process. That's why finding guys with processes is so, so important. And don't be afraid to constantly be fact-checking. Not online. Don't be hounding these guys. You know, they, they, they got jobs. They got their own things to worry about. I'm not saying be on their ass about it. I'm saying personally. Fact-check on your own. If you're, if you're one of your scouts in 2023 was wrong all across the board, you're finding out his process sucked. Keep fact-checking. You have you tip one, right? We've established a North Star. We've established our own base by preliminary scouting these rookies. So now you can fact-check against those things where you're like, ah, where did he come from here? I get that he's saying that this film means he can do this on the field. I just... He's not good. I don't understand it. He wasn't fast or whatever. So don't be afraid to constantly be fact-checking personally. Again, leave these guys alone. They're, they're doing great jobs. Uh, so, so make sure when you locate your scouts, don't be afraid to use their evaluations, to fact-check their evaluations. That's okay. That, that's, that's, I think, a very important tip. And the fourth tip here is a little bit of an integration after you found your scouts. So it's a finding your scouts, but also kind of taking it beyond just finding your scouts as you're evaluating the 2023 Ricky class and beyond. And that has become familiar with the markets surrounding incoming rookies. So 
This can be done in your leagues. Uh, so, you know, find out which player or players get excited, you know, get added excitement in your league. Uh, for instance, uh, let's just say uh, they, Devon A. Chang, Zach, let's say Zach Charbonnet in your league for whatever reason. There's just a, a couple of guys who've watched them at UCLA and they're like, oh, I love Zach Charbonnet. I like this. So then when you find your scouts, use that information for your advantage. Okay. So maybe now I know in my market and my rookie draft, he's going to go a little bit higher. Or find the player that gets unnecessary hate. Someone's like, Bijan's going to bust. These dudes don't translate, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, maybe I know that if he has the 101, I might be able to trade for it at a value that I didn't think I'd be able to get with a guy available like Bijan Robinson. So make sure that you have some familiarity with the markets around these players. So these scouts are going to tell you about these players and use that information, link it up with kind of how the market plays in your league. And you don't have to just use your league as a reference. You can use other leagues. And a great way to do that is using Player Profiler's Trade Finder and Trade Analyzer to gauge markets that are outside of your league. Um, you can see what players are being traded for, what picks are holding, what values, how people are being dealt and traded or held or sold, all that stuff right there at Player Profiler using the Trade Finder and Trade Analysis tools. So that's great work to to not only give yourself an all-encompassing ability to understand the incoming rookie, because now you got your scout, you know he has a process, Everything lines up in terms of what they're saying, how they're evolving, what they're seeing on the field. You're starting to understand that the players that they're evaluating, there's some depth to it. You get it a little bit here. So you got your scouts. And now once you link that up with the markets in your league, now you can truly, 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 truly take advantage. You can absolutely get value on players. You can grab guys later than expected around the markets because you know your market markets outside and your scouts are giving you the information at hand here so those are my four tips on finding and utilizing a scout and i use the scouts i think like i said i like to pretend that i'm the gm that i'm sitting there in the executive suite making the final decision but i don't have the knowledge of football like i probably wish i had so i need to rely on others so i like to hire my scouts so tip number one is do your preliminary scouting on players so you have a leg to stand on in a bit of a north star to continue to guide you throughout the draft process to your rookie draft. Number two, tip two is research analysts in the fantasy or NFL draft space that have a process. Having a process is so important when you're hiring your scout. Tip number three is once you've hired your scout, don't be afraid to rely on their evaluations as your own. Again, for your fantasy team, not for content. Make sure you're fact-checking. Make sure you're staying there. And be, don't be afraid to rely on what they're saying because you, you need to build that trust with your scouts. And then tip number four is become familiar with the markets surrounding those incoming rookies because that is how you take the, the knowledge you've gotten from your scouts and truly pair it with what's going on in your league and take advantage and really capitalize on value every which way. Cause that rookie drafts are a way to absolutely bolster your team in the now and in the long term. And I will, I'll get a little personal here. I will tell you my four favorite scouts. These are the guys that I rely on a ton and I'll give you just a quick reason why. So my top scout, Alex Dunlap from roster rots, he roster watch. Why did my brain shut off there? That was weird. Alex on that from Roster Watch. Uh, he's been doing it a long time. I truly like 
what he brings to the table in terms of how he looks at the football game. I trust that what he's seeing and what he's putting out there for content makes sense. I do believe he has a process, so I absolutely rely on what Alex says in the fantasy space uh, in terms of incoming rookies. Another one, Ray GQ from Destination Devi. Uh, he does wake up every single morning with his co-host, Jay Ridge. They do mock drafts. I really do like what Ray has, and I do believe that he will change his mind on players. He doesn't get too stubborn on players, and I – I like the guys who have their own ranking systems, their own rating systems, uh, because I do think that that, again, is have is really trusting a scout with the process. The next guy I like is Noah Hills. He does great work at, uh, evaluating running backs. He does videos over at BDGE. He used to do articles and stuff for Player Profiler. He's super, super knowledgeable on running backs, and he's outside the box in the way he evaluates. And what he really brings, into, in, in my opinion, is the opportunity to get guys later in my rookie drafts um, that can be essentially free, but truly end up popping in a way where either either I can use them or flip them in, in fantasy. So he does awesome evaluations on running back. So I absolutely rely and trust his process in what he does in my fourth scout is Cody. Uh, you might be saying that, oh, well, Kiwum, you're obviously biased because you guys both work at Player Profiler. I was using Cody's knowledge and, and relying on his process long before the game plan or trade guards or any of my articles or anything that I've done here at Player Profiler. Cody, in my opinion, is the best. Cody is... He puts in the work. His process is as strong as it can be. We've seen him now interviewing players. We've seen what he does. He goes to pro days. We've. I love the dog rating. I love his mocks. I think something, uh, personally, this is just for me and my scouts. It doesn't have to be for yours. I love when they either evaluate mock drafts or do their own mock drafts because then you can kind of see the end product. You've seen the process. You trust the process. And now you're seeing how that translates into their their actual drafting or actual predicting of the NFL draft. Either way, I'm into it because I, I trust Cody's process. I believe in his evaluation. And I think that when I get the little nuggets of information from what he's putting out there, I trust that I can use that on my teams and really benefit in fantasy. So Cody, Alex, Ray, Noah, shout out to you for, uh, you may have not have known this, but you're on Maddie's squad. You're part of my scouting team. And if any NFL franchises goes, Hey, we're going to do some kooky. We're going to hire some bonehead from the internet to be a GM. Just know you guys have jobs as professional scouts. If you want to take it, because one, I trust your process. Two, I trust your evaluation. And three, I think what you do is you allow people to truly get better at understanding rookies, and not only just rookies, players during the season. Like I said, I use this primarily in the offseason. Uh, I do trust my own processes in season, but in the offseason for rookies and stuff, I'm just, I don't have the knowledge, and I really, really trust that these four guys will help me out, and especially Cody. So make sure you're, you find your guys, trust your guys, and I will make decisions with even if my gut's telling me no, if their analysis is telling them yes, get this guy, I will trust them because I do believe they have a process and I do absolutely think that they have a great uh, eye for football and an eye for valuing those talents. So those are my four personal scouts that I like to rely on. So make sure you got shoot them a follow on Twitter. If you're not already, check out their videos. If you're not already, those guys are out there doing the damn thing and they're doing such a great job at evaluating incoming rookies. So before I get into some risers and fallers from the Senior Bowl, I want to talk to you about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is an absolutely, it's a magnificent fantasy app. I mean, best ball, props, not just football. You can do a whole bunch of sports. 
hockey if you like it, basketball. But there is a big game going on here on Super Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday is here. Your fantasy teams are donezo. You may have already been eliminated from the best ball playoffs. You might your teams might just be dead in the water, have no money. So you need to put a little extra spice. You, you know, you need to you need to make the game a little bit more exciting here. So what do you do? You go to you go to underdog fantasy, okay? And not only do you just go there to do the under over unders, you use the promo code Underworld to get a deposit match up to one hundred dollars. So you're saying to yourself, I need a little extra spice. I want to put a bunch of money on some player props. I'm going to go to Underdog. So use the promo code Underworld at Underdog and get yourself a deposit match up to one hundred freaking dollars. They also have a Jalen Hurts free square this week for the Super Bowl. So make sure you're taking advantage of that. Uh, props that I like this week on underdog. I like uh, Isaiah Pacheco over 15 and a half receiving yards. I like Travis Kelsey over 79.5 receiving yards. And I also like Jalen Hurts over one and a half passing touchdowns. So that's why I like it, underdog. And I've already used my promo code, but if you haven't, go to underdog fantasy, use the promo code underworld, and get a deposit match up to $100. So let's talk about the Senior Bowl. Now, this is me talking about risers and fallers. Uh, basically, what we're going to do here, because the offseason game plan is a little big picture and then something specific here, something we can all take away and really use to get better at Dynasty football. So this is what I believe from taking some advice from my scouts and talk about four players, two who are up, two who are down after the senior bowl. The first guy I want to talk about is Ta J Spears running back from Tulane. Uh, Spears had a great week in mobile. He was basically the talk of the week. Um, his ability out of the past game looked really, really sharp. Um, he really, really impressed. And, his senior year at Tulane was a massive season. Uh, he had 1,500 uh, rushing yards and added 256 receiving yards. He looked great in the bowl game against USC. And at Mobile, Alabama, my man, Ray G, he tweeted out on February 1st that Tajay Spears has yet another wow play touchdown. He is the star of Mobile right now. Hashtag the draft star is in Mobile. So, again, Ray saying he's looking good. I checked out his tape from the week, the, the the clips that came out on Twitter. I agree. His stock is absolutely up from this past week at in Mobile. So Tajay Spears, he was looking probably like a back end of the second, third round rookie pick. I think he's starting to settle now. He's probably going to be really, really, really ingrained in that second round in, in rookie picks. Uh, the rookie class at running back is super deep. Spears only helps that further. Um, and what I like about what I saw and what I heard and what my scouts told me from Mobile is his ability to make plays out of the passing field, out of the passing game. And why that is great is even if he does not go to an ideal landing spot in terms of NFL uh, uh, team, he can still make plays uh, as a satellite back and kind of gain the trust of the offense, do things in the, in the passing game that helps us in PPR leagues. So Taj Spears, Tajay Spears is a guy I definitely think his value is up after what he did in the in the Senior Bowl. Next, I am going to talk about a down candidate, Chase Brown. Chase Brown was not only a faller for Cody after day one of practices, he was a faller after day two of practices. And I'm talking about the Illinois running back. Um, 
he's looked great coming out of Illinois last year. He was an absolute beast for the fighting Illini. He's had back-to-back 1,000-yard rushing seasons. He had 1,000 yards in 2021 and 1,643 yards from the ground uh, last year in 2022. He was a beast. But in Mobile, he was awful in pass pro. And I know that is something uh, that me personally, I wouldn't have cared a few years ago. If you would have told me a running back was bad at pass pro, I would have said, I don't care. You don't get fantasy points for protecting the quarterback on passing plays. But my scouts throughout the years have informed me the guys who can't help in the passing game tend to get less playing time as rookies. So this is absolutely going to hurt his status uh, throughout because if he's known as someone who can't help in the pass, and he was fumbling. He had fumble issues in Mobile. And like I said, not only was he faller after day one of practices for Cody, he was a faller uh, after day two. Back-to-back falling games and back-to-back kind of stinkers. Not exactly what you're looking for out of a running back who already uh, wasn't going to be a guy with massive draft capital. Uh, he was probably looking like a fourth or fifth round pick. If that falls back to the fifth or sixth round, now we're looking at a situation where he has to be um, like Tyler Algier, where he went to a spot where he can literally be the guy who gets all the carries down the stretch or most of the carries down the stretch. Um, so for me, uh, he's a faller for me. And not only is he a guy that he just kind of fall out, but from what I read from my scouts, I'm, he's not on my radar. He's not a guy that I will be drafting. And speaking of drafting, Cody and I will be doing some rookie mocks throughout the draft season, so you want to tune into that and see kind of how I'm taking what I talked about today and putting it into practice. So, uh, uh, But I'll get into that in a second, actually. Next guy I'd like to talk about is another riser, and that's Jaden Reed, uh, wide receiver from Michigan State. If you follow Cody in the podfather when they were down there, Jaden Reed was probably the biggest riser in mobile for them. Uh, what he did down there was super impressive. Um, he looked great. He did not have a massive season at MSU. Uh, he only had 636 receiving yards, but he did have a thousand yards the year before. And these are the type of players, players, ladies and gents that you can absolutely benefit from taking. If you find the right scouts and they, they kind of steer you in the direction of these type of players. Cause like I said, you would have done your preliminary scouting and be like, I, I, Jane Reed's not on my radar. 636 receiving yards at MSU. I don't really care. I just don't. But then you follow the guys who know how good he is, know what he's capable of. And he was from what I heard, what my scouts told me, he was one of the best special team guys in mobile, which is great for rookies. If a guy's going to be taken, you know, fourth, fifth round, maybe third round, You want them on the field. You want them showing the coaching staff that they can play, that they can ball. And sometimes that doesn't have to come in your traditional wide receiver role. This can come in special teams. Something that comes to mind here is Antonio Brown. And I hate throwing out Antonio Brown comps because Antonio Brown, in my opinion, was probably the best receiver of this. I I think he was fantastic. Nut job, complete nut job. But he was very, very good at football. And one thing that stuck out in his profile when he was coming from, I think it was Western Michigan or whatever, uh, was his elusiveness and his ability to make plays in special teams. And that translated absolutely to the field. And he and, and Jaden Reed's that type. He was, from all accounts, the best special teams player down in Mobile throughout the practice week. And he looked the part. My man Alex Dunlap at Roster Watch, he tweeted out on January 31st that Jaden Reed from Michigan State is extremely impressive. Crazy twitch, great start to practices, separates with ease, consistent hands. See, this collection of noises made, I don't know what it means. 
on the surface. But now after years of trusting people who do, I kind of do know what this means. And that's the importance of scouts. That's the importance of having guys uh, relay the information to you that you're not exactly sure about. So Alex says that Jaden Reed looked good. Cody said Jaden Reed looked great. The pod follower loved what he saw down Mobile. That's why he's an absolute riser for me and somebody that I will be targeting. Uh, as of right now, in third rounds of rookie draft, uh, but I may have to start looking at taking him in the second round if this hype train continues to go. And again, that is another example of knowing your North Star. Having some basis in some uh, in a base to stand on. I'm not going to get crazy and take him in the first round. Not now. I'm just not. The, but the uh, knowing that it's a guy that he's a riser. I have that knowledge hand. I had that preliminary scouting. I had that base. Now I know he's a riser and not an absolute baller. Uh, but it can go to the first round. Uh, Christian Watson was a guy that I thought was going to be a sleeper. I was hoping. Uh, you know, the Patriots, my favorite NFL team, would take him uh, in the mid-rounds. It's someone that gets – no, this guy ended up being the first receiver in the second round selected, uh, an absolute beast. He caught a whole bunch of touchdowns. He blew up. So it can happen. But Jaden Reed, after this showing in uh, Mobile, from what my scouts tell me, he needs to be on my radar in the third round, and I have to start preparing for a world in which I have to use a second-round pick to take him. And I'm okay with that. From what I'm hearing, I'm okay with having that type of player. Last guy I am going to talk about today is a receiver uh, from SMU, Rashi Rice. Uh, Rice broke the all-time receiving uh, record, I believe it was. He beat Emmanuel Sanders uh, from SMU. He had 1,300 yards down there last year. He was an absolute beast uh, at SMU. Six feet, 200 pounds. He was that prototypical big, bigger body type of guy. Um, but down in Mobile, he couldn't really separate. Uh, reports were that he wasn't as dominant uh, getting the ball and, and catching the ball as many would hope. In matter of fact, uh, Cody tweeted on January 31st after the first day of practices, he was a follower. And uh, it, things did get a little better after day one, but not to the point where I was like, okay, this is the, this is the guy that's going to be taken in the second round of the NFL draft. Maybe he does. Maybe the combine, it comes back and he does show enough where – Scott's put him back on their second round. I think he was a faller, and he was definitely a faller for me. In fantasy, I will be, you know, will I go for Rasheed Rice in the second round of rookie drafts? Probably not. I'll probably look to go running back and take a Jaden Reed in the third if I can, if that's the process that plays out. Obviously, we have a long way to go before the entire thing plays out. So we have a lot of information still to come. Uh, but as of right now, Rasheed Rice was a follower after the Senior Bowl. Uh, so to wrap up, Jaden Reed and Tajay Spears were risers from Mobile. Chase Brown and Rasheed Rice were both fallers. Their stock is down after the Senior Bowl. So that's going to wrap up the up and down. So now let's go to the homework, the homework section of it all. So your homework is easy. It's kind of plugging my own stuff. I kind of I alluded to it, but it's fine. So your homework assignment is to tune in to the rookie drafts that Cody and I do. Because now what you'll see here is a, is a guy who uses scouts, and I use the air quotes, scouts, and a guy who is the scout. And you'll see the thought process. You'll hear our thoughts. You'll hear what we have to say about players and where that information comes from. You'll see how important it is for a guy like me to listen to a guy like Cody. And you can see it in practice. So you can see my knowledge get better from a guy like Cody, and you can see Cody kind of letting it, putting it out there, letting it all go, kind of expressing what he believes in a player's talent. So your homework assignment is to tune in to the rookie drafts that Cody and I do, and that's going to be easy. That's a, it's pretty good. It's, it's pretty good. And my final thought from this episode, episode 22, 22 episodes, baby. Man, we are cooking. 
My final thought is always make the final choice, okay? That, in my opinion, is one of the most important things that I can say. We talked this entire show about finding scouts, trusting them, and utilizing them to win in fantasy. But always take this to mind. Take it to heart. Make the final choice. You can listen to them, but you have to make the final choice. And even after you've quote-unquote hired your scouts, you got to empower yourself to make the decision on a player. So like I said, is is it wrong to blindly trust them? No, I said I did all the time. It's one of my tips to be okay with that to be okay blindly trusting. But I'm making the final choice to trust them. If you are feeling something super strong in your gut, and it just, I know what he's saying, I'm just going to go against it. You have to be the final choice. You have to be the GM. Like I said, I like to pretend that I'm the, the, the professional team builder. Well, part of that is making that choice. It's being the CEO of my squad. So you got to build your own process to let yourself know the final step of your eval. Right? So you build your process, and then, kind of understand what the final step is, your decision. It's your final choice. Be the guy, empower yourself to make that choice, even if it's not with, if it's going against your scouts. It's okay. Because at the end of the day, your, it's your team. It's your wins and losses. It's your money online. It's your, your legacy in the line and your, around your buddies and your home leagues, all that stuff. So make sure that you're making the final choice. So that's the final thought. And that's going to wrap up episode 22 of the game plan. Make sure you throw me a follow on Twitter. I'm at Matty Kiwoom. Check out my other show that I do, Trade Gods with Jason Allwine. We go live every Thursday, and the podcast comes out on Friday. Make sure you're tuning into all the rookie drafts that Cody and I will be doing. It'll probably be not just us. It'll be a bunch of guys from Player Profiler doing some rookie drafts as we prepare for the uh, rookie season to really, really get going. Uh, follow Player Profiler and Profiler underscore NFL on TikTok. We got videos coming out every single day. And you can get a whole bunch of vids from Mobile, Alabama, and from Arizona. Cody and Dario, I cannot say it enough. We've never met in person, but I can say this. I am proud of you guys. You killed it with the big dogs of the industry over there in Arizona at Super Bowl festivities all Super Bowl week long. You were doing great work. The two shows you did live, if from Radio Row, were truly inspiring. So great work there. And if you want to catch some of the highlights from both of those encounters, both of Cody's stops over the last couple weeks, you can find those at Player Profiler and Profiler underscore NFL. So I'm Matty Kiwu. Make sure you keep on game planning, and I will talk to you next week. we got some great, great guests lined up. So come on back to the game plan.